Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Central Bank Digital Currency. It is something that we need to worry about here in South Carolina. Joining us right now is State Senator Josh Kimbrell. Josh, welcome to the program. Glad to have you on this afternoon. How you doing? Hey, Charlie. Doing well. Back in the upstate, you know, away from the state house for a couple of days. Mental health break. It's yeah. nice to have. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. So, so a big debate going on about Central Bank Digital Currency here in South Carolina. First of all, explain to us how it would affect the average citizens of, uh, of South Carolina. Well, look, one of the big pushes from these folks that want to totally globalize the economy and frankly the World Economic Forum is to have what's called CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, where you basically don't have any uh, actual tangible coins or dollars anymore. Yeah. It just becomes completely a number on its own, a computer screen, and that's and it's all digitally controlled. And, and, and frankly, that's easier for the central banks to manipulate than if you actually print the money. See, under the Constitution, dating back to 1788, the Coinage Act, uh, right after the adoption of the Constitution, gives Congress express authority over value in the, the dollars we carry. The Congress right. is supposed to determine that. Unfortunately, you know, for the better part of the last hundred years, we've seen the Federal Reserve take more and more power away from the Congress as it pertains to valuing the money because they print money and all this kind of stuff, or they at least put it on a spreadsheet. And so CBDC would basically enhance that tendency for the central bank to go make up money out of thin air and, and devalue the currency yeah. and manipulate the values of the currency without the elected without the elected representatives of the folks having any say in that. So it's a very dangerous trend. It certainly accelerates this idea of a uh, a, a the oligarchy of a few big corporations and their connected central bank buddies controlling pretty much the entire economy. And so certain states have opted out of that. Florida did first under Governor DeSantis. And uh, several co- Senate colleagues and I, we introduced a bill earlier in the year, and we just advanced it through subcommittee uh, yesterday to uh, ban CBDC being a legal tender in South Carolina, because mm-hmm. th- this is a dangerous, dangerous trend that if you, if you take away, if we become a totally cashless society where CBDC becomes dominant and there's no actual money you can get, it is much easier for government to control your life, much easier for government to manip- manipulate the value of the money. And we've got to do something about that. And we're taking a stand. And they and, and what they really want to do, and, and you hit the nail on the head, a cashless society. So you won't be able to go and everything's got to be tracked. You won't be able to go to stop at, uh, you know, some Girl Scouts selling cookies and give them cash for the cookies or stop at a little lemonade stand or anything like that without the government knowing about your purchases why, in, in your mind, is it so important to these people to have that information? Well, and, and let's be clear. I mean, I, I'll answer that, but let's be clear about this. But people, I know a lot of folks listening are thinking, well, gosh, I'm already mostly cashless. And look, I'm yeah. guilty of that. I use a debit card for most everything. But my debit card is actually representative of cash in my bank account at a private institution. 
auction, right? Right. It still it still means that there's still dollars involved, and it's still not tracked by the it's not the government determining whether I can make the purchase. CBDC is a whole another step further. Mm-hmm. You're saying that now your entire every transaction you make is immediately reportable through basically the Federal Reserve, and that means anything you do is particularly if you buy a gun. Think yeah. about that. All these gun control folks, you buy a gun, they're going to know about it. You buy a car that has a combustion engine, they're going to know about it. And when you want to do all this ESG social engineering garbage that this, the left is trying to push now, you have CBDC. They know every time you buy a gun, you can't buy uh, use cash to buy a gun anymore. You, if you buy ammo, they're going to know about it. If you buy a gallon of gas they don't approve of, they're going to be mad. If you buy a state, God forbid, because they think it emits too many carbon yeah. emission standards into the atmosphere, it's, it's an easier way to control people's lives if there's a CBDC, and we're going to say, uh, hell no to that. So what would that, what would that, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word, how would that protect us against CBDC if everybody else has it? Well, a lot of states have already opted out. We're not yeah, the first. Right. I mean, so Florida has, North Dakota has, Alabama has. Uh, I, I, there's several others that, that, that I got to think about which ones they were in a minute, but sure. I know those three for sure. So what we're basically saying is in South Carolina, you cannot use CBDC to buy products. So under the Uniform okay. Commercial Code, so UCC is how you govern this. Uniform Commercial Code says you sell a product at Best Buy or you sell something at the Walmart or Target. In South Carolina, under our UCC, we're saying the definition of money excludes CBDC. So any transaction that, ha- that takes place in the, the confines of this state, in the boundaries of this state, you cannot use CBDC to buy it. Then that basically cuts off even big corporations from doing it here. We're, we're not saying... You don't have it's optional. We're saying you can't do it. Period. Right. So even big woke companies that would like for you to use CBDC won't be able to do that under South Carolina's Uniform Commercial Code under the bill we're trying to advance. You can only use actual legal tender, uh, U.S. dollars and coins, and uh, debit cards, credit cards. You know, traditional methods sure. of payment. But CBDC would be outlawed in the state. So, are you getting any pushback on this? You know, honestly, believe it or not, even the Bankers Association is okay with it. Because during the, during the subcommittee yesterday, I asked the banking representative, I said, look, y'all understand. They said, we're, we're kind of neutral on it. I said, well, let's don't get neutral. Right. Let me explain to you how this works. It's beyond just UCC. The idea of a central bank digital currency means that the Federal Reserve would just create, create, uh, create monetary values that they determine by themselves. Well, the Constitution of the United States itself says that, the, that coinage has to be determined by the Congress. So Congress cannot even legally tell the Federal Reserve, we're going to give you this authority. You can decide the coinage value yourself. But you'd have to amend the Constitution. So yeah. under the 10th Amendment, what we're doing is absolutely legal because we're basically just saying, look, we do not recognize any coinage or legal tender that is not authorized by the Congress of the United States. And that would certainly exclude CBDC. So I think we're going to be able to pass it. I mean, you may have some folks that on the on the hard left that, that don't like it, but I think you have bipartisan support here. In fact, in the subcommittee yesterday, uh, there were three, there were two Republicans and one Democrat, and all three of us voted to pass the bill out. So even the Democrat voted with. Talking with State Senator Josh Kimbrell, let's go to the constitutional carry bill. It went back to the House. Now we're hearing that even House leadership is going to be uh, urging people. To vote not to concur, it's going to be going back to the Senate. What is it? A uh, what is it? A strike and replace is what they're looking at. Well, here it's going to get dicey for a little bit now. So basically, you know, as I explained last time we talked about yeah. this, the Senate version did it did still have permitless carry, and there's been a lot of information out there about saying, well, it doesn't. The Senate version didn't have that. It did. I mean, it had enhanced penalties for felon in possession. There were some things in there that I look I didn't necessarily love, but it was basically saying if you don't have a CWP and you get into trouble. 
uh, the penalties could be worse than if you had a CWP. And look, I think that you got to get into the 14th Amendment argument there. But the penalties, but, but the bill itself still got rid of the permit. And I viewed that as an advancement in the right direction. Right. Now we're back to where we always are, which is the House and the Senate are at a complete stalemate. Uh, the question will be, can we get a conference committee that would actually move forward? That's the question. So I, I, I only thing I would say at this point is both House and Senate leadership and House and Senate mem- members all need to find a way to not allow the closest chance we've ever had to have permitless carry in South Carolina fall apart. I mean, th- th- look, it's one thing I will tell you, Charlie, and I'm disappointed to see it, it in South Carolina. I see it at the federal level all the time. We have more Republican on Republican violence, politically yeah. speaking, than the Democrats ever do. These folks right. are united. They're going to stick together no matter what it is. They may fight like cats and dogs behind closed doors. When it gets into public, they're on the same side of things. What we un- unfortunately do, we have a very good habit uh, inside our party of, of attacking uh, our own people more than we go after the left. And we end up just stealing defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, I just hope that next week, and I'm going to certainly do all I can to this effect, we can find a compromise between the House and Senate to still get permitless carry and move the ball down the field. Because I do not want to be a state that does not have constitutional carry at the end of this year like we have been the last several years. That would uh, that would break my heart. Absolutely. State Senator Josh Kimbrell, always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. Thank you, Charlie. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 